listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 51 <laughs> of the Double Exposure Show with myself, Petro, and Sophia Lemon. Uh, you can find the show notes for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash episodes slash 51. And we want you to join our community on Facebook and the Double Exposure Show group. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, smartphone photography, uh, more specifically, iPhone photography. And uh, we're, before we dive into the topic, um, I'm going to turn it over to Sophia and just see what's <laughs> I new. know that right now everyone's wondering why we were laughing when we started. <laughs> and it's because <laughs> Petro sucks and I had to yell at him about it. <laughs> Great. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Tell everybody why I suck because so I don't think I suck. But. Petro counts us in to start recording these shows and the last few times, <laughs> the countdown has been something like this. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ready, you're ready. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Petro wow. started talking and in the background, I'm going, no, 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 stop. No, no. <laughs> We need to bring back videos. I think this, that would be the best thing to do. I know, but clearly my internet can't handle it right now. Yeah. I wish I could send you some internet, like put it in the box that would be and send nice. it to you. And if you guys but, listen to episode yeah. 50, which was late, I apologize. I was literally not at home for like five days there. Um, we, we almost lost a subscriber. I'll tell you that CD much cake? right now. <laughs> it was Stevie Cake. He called and he's like, I'm going to stop listening. I can't handle I'm this. I'm going to stop listening <laughs> like, because I haven't listened to the episode that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I know. It didn't make a lot of sense. And he's going to listen to this and I hope he finds the humor in it. You know, Stevie Cake, that <laughs> but, we love uh, you and you better keep listening to this show. Because... That's what I'm saying. You're learning so much about photography. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish... <laughs> which is not funny at all. He really is. <laughs> Speaking of which, he gave me some really good pointers yesterday. Uh -oh. um, I took him out to uh, show a house. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, playing real estate agent for a day. Um, I took him out to show a house that actually belongs to a real estate agent. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, who's, uh, who's a good friend of mine and a good client. And... Um, he knows that, uh, my report with Stevie and he just said, you know what? I'm going to leave the key for you. You go show it. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. Uh, I had to photograph it anyway. So it kind of worked out really well, but this uh, house that's coming up, uh, on the market, um, hasn't actually hit the market yet. Um, he got an exclusive mm -hmm. on it and I don't want to jinx it for him, you know, so knock on wood, but it sounds like he's going to get it and sounds like he's going to buy it. So it's actually kind of neat. But uh, while we were at the house, he just randomly said, you know, I was, I, I did end up listening to episode 50 actually. <laughs> and he's like, um, 
he said that uh, it's, it was about the contracts. Uh, um, and, you know, he mentioned that why don't you guys go over the terms and conditions before the people sign, before people sign the contract? Uh, that way there's no um, surprises. Yeah. That way there's no, well, I thought about, well, you know, hey, what happens in this situation? And, you know, you can't say, well, that's in your contract. I never read the contract. So mm-hmm. uh, great tip and great advice. Honestly, uh, if you're signing contracts with your bride and groom, and they want to read them, encourage them to read them. Just make sure everything's covered. Because if something comes up, um, there's it's a very good chance that, that them being concerned about it may bring up some problems in the future. Now, I've had people say, you know what? Yeah, I, I get it. It's standard procedure. You need to cover your ass. We, we need to cover ours. We're going to sign it regardless whether we think it's right or not. You know, we just want you as a photographer. And luckily, nothing's ever happened. But... I want to add something like you should never be like, oh, just sign it. Nothing's going to happen. You know, you should never assure people of that. You should never assure people, oh, well, you know what? I, I've photographed weddings for 12 years. I've never had to um, use a clause out of the contract or sue anybody, whatever. Like, well, just go ahead and sign it and you could read it at yeah. home. Don't say that because... What happens if if something does happen? It's not like people predicted the the hurricanes yeah. and the floods and everything either, right? So cover your own ass and just just spend the time. Like for for an extra five minutes of reading a couple of paragraphs, you're you're getting paid for it very handsomely, and you know you can put people at ease. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but also speaking of Stevie Cake, another shout out that I need to give him. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I talked about uh, having to remove the hedges at the front of my house, I forgot to give him a shout out because I said that I removed the hedges, <laughs> but it was a team effort. I had a couple of friends stop by and Stevie Cake, Stevie Cake came out and he alternated between tying the chain to the bottom of the, the tree uh, and driving the truck <laughs> as well. So that was a lot of fun. I never, part of me died inside because I removed like 60 shrubs and, you know, killed 60 trees essentially. But I have to admit it was a lot of fun. (laughs) So boys love pulling things out with their trucks. Oh my God. Yeah. I bet you guys had a lot of fun. It was amazing. (laughs) So, but uh, on that note, I'll turn it back to you and see what we missed. Um, So we got that studio space. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm having my friend Garrett paint it, which is going very well. Um, And by that, I mean he's doing it and I'm not paying him. And (laughs) he's going well out of his way to do it. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And I have been able to be there and sit on the couch and watch him paint. Um, (laughs) And not help, really. So that's also fantastic. Um, (laughs) You know what? It's it. I say this all the time. Um, if you ever complain about people not hiring you because they buy their own camera or whatever, and then they don't do mm-hmm. as good of a job, I have to admit, painting is one of those things that we all do to pa- yep. professional painters, to people who do it. Well, and he for was a living, right? he was doing and, it, and like obviously those walls were not painted by a professional painter the last few dozen mm-hmm. times that it, they were painted. And he's he, like, he's spackling everything and like sanding everything. And, um, 
Yeah, he was not pleased with the job that they did before him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Neither's me. I don't know if you can uh, hear her in the yet. background, but no. she's not pleased about it either. I have um, the dynamic uh, noise reduction turned on, and I got to admit, it's pretty good. Um, like sometimes Tank uh, walks by in the background and you can't really hear him. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff happens. But I got to admit, every time I listen back to our uh, mm-hmm. podcast, like I, I listen, I'm, I'm an avid listener. I listen yeah, to almost yeah. every episode. I, uh, I know that I breathe in a lot and I'm just like, man, I'm <laughs> cause I'll, I'll just go like, and my, well, there's not much up. you can do about <clears throat> the crap out of me. So no, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, the studio thing is happening. So. My office at home is currently filled with a bunch of stuff because I have moved out, um, all of my canvases and everything from the studio, uh, the last studio I was in, I emptied okay. out the closet in here to make room for stuff. I hate clutter, so I wanted to get rid of some clutter from my office. So I cleared out the the uh, closet, which was filled with cardboard boxes. Because apparently I <laughs> hoard cardboard boxes because I figure I'm going to need it at some point to ship things. So I just keep all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not break them down? Well, there's a tip for you right there. Break them down. They take a lot less space than, you know. It's a number of boxes. I think they still would have taken up a whole bunch of space. I'm just getting rid of them. Like, that's it. I don't need need a whole bunch of boxes in odd shapes. The room I'm sitting in right now has approximately 300 (laughs) boxes right now. (laughs) Um, They're all flat. They're from the retailer that I buy them from. But <clears throat> basically for my printing business, printing side mm-hmm. of things, and for my own clients, um, everything receives a fresh box oh. um, with the exception of oversized items. So sometimes uh, you actually get like a big canvas, but on the front of the box, it says that it's car mass. Yes, that is what I get. <laughs> <laughs> it's really exciting, and, uh, actually. For the most part. <laughs> yes, yeah! car mats, no, canvas. <laughs> um, boxes of that size uh, can cost mm-hmm. up to $10. And so to try to keep our prices low, I reuse some of the larger boxes. And because one of our clients is a car dealership that resells a lot of uh, rubber mats to new car owners, they know to save those boxes mm. for me. And uh, yeah, so the, you know, they're, they're not dirty. The packaging is, is perfect. They're just like brand new boxes. And we, we actually put a sticker on the outside of the box that says that we are committed to uh, keeping our environment oh. green. And, Part of our commitment is to, you know, reduce and reuse a lot of the product. And, um, you know, it says your order is special as it was selected for for this program. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to see one of these stickers, you need to order a canvas. um, And uh, I'll ship when I ship it to you, you will get it in a reuse box unless I run out and then I have to use virgin boxes. Uh But, so don't uh, order too yeah, many canvases yeah. is what he's saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop listening to Sophia. <laughs> um, Come on. It's not, that's not how we do it here. So but, uh, I also no. played baseball uh, on the weekend. Oh, I thought, it, I thought it's been too long since we talked and about baseball. I won MVP in the first game, which meant that I got a bunch of alcohol memorabilia. 
Um, and then I came home and I had I d- had two practices yesterday. And between the practices, my one friend gave me a bunch of other alcohol memorabilia. And this is funny because <laughs> I don't really drink much. And I was thinking today, as I am wearing a Coors Light shirt, which I won at baseball, um, <laughs> I have a lot of alcohol memorabilia <laughs> for someone for someone who That's doesn't okay. really drink much. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Although I will tell you right now that when I was, uh, before I went to university at the end of my high school career, I was working in a restaurant. Actually, I worked in a restaurant throughout my entire high school career. Um, and, um, because by then I was old enough to order and stock booze in the bar, the, uh, reps from the alcohol companies used to give me all kinds of clothes, like yeah. coats, t-shirts, hats, golf balls, like. I had a ton of stuff. As a matter of fact, now that I'm actually kind of getting into golf, I'm like, I wish I saved those golf balls. They were really expensive and I just gave them away. Um, But anyways, one of the things they gave me was a, one of my favorite t-shirts was uh, an Inferno Vodka t-shirt. And it said uh, Inferno Vodka on it and it had a little pepper, but it was just really comfortable. And I was wearing it the day that I was moving to Windsor to go to uh, university. So I, um, I accidentally ran a red light apparently, but you know, what, what had happened was it was a huge intersection and when the light turned red, I, I was still moving. So instead of slamming on the brakes, I was like, mm, I can coast through it. <laughs> well, the light had turned red during the time I was coasting through the intersection. And in Windsor, the police have like a mm-hmm. zero tolerance on here on church road. They're like, they don't mess around there. So this purple Camaro whips out of the intersection sideways, smoke from the rear tires, everything. It's like a scene out of a movie. Pulls me over, and as he comes up, he basically just takes one look at me, and then I could see his eyes look at the vodka t-shirt. <laughs> look back at me, look at the vodka t-shirt, and kind of smirk like, mm-hmm, okay. And walked away with my license <laughs> and uh, registration and insurance papers and all that. And I have to admit... I think if I had a different attire on, I could have probably talked myself <laughs> out of it. But uh, from that day forward, I do not wear any oh, alcohol yeah. memorabilia when I try. See, we <laughs> just one we of get, those situations. We get t-shirts, like lots of t-shirts, and for some mm-hmm. reason, they're always like double XL. So I can only ever wear them as pajama shirts. Um, so they're more or less completely useless but my the stuff my friend gave me yesterday he gave me um a bluetooth speaker and a smartphone charger that's cool there you go pretty excited about that hopefully they work but i mean (laughs) (laughs) they're not gonna work great but actually that smartphone charger i see like that now that makes sense because uh my, I think my sister's, uh, so my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, I think he's got a bunch of them and they use them all the time. So, hey, um, they like <laughs> yeah. beer. So that's how yep. they get them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, <clears throat> yeah. Now you so, tell me things. Oh, wait, I have provincials this weekend. <sighs> more yeah. baseball. Just saying, that's I'm going to awesome. be in Niagara cool. this weekend from Thursday night to Sunday, I guess. Yep, very mm. exciting. Gonna whoop some tush. Good times. Yep. 
Congrats on the MVP. Yeah, it was I was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so that was do you ever take photos at the I took the game? photos the last tournament that I played with these people. I did not take photos this tournament. Um but it was it's too funny because my name is all over my car and stuff, and I'm standing at my car just getting some food and everything, and one of the guys is walking by and he goes I need a photographer. Does anyone know where I can get a photographer? No idea. No idea. He's That's like, awesome. I'm looking for someone up in the Meaford area. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. That's funny. He was, being, was he drunk he was on the alcohol memorabilia? <laughs> yeah, just being a pain in the butt. Uh, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I took cool. photos once and that was fun. Um, I'm always, I don't know. But because I was photographing some people that I like, I think I enjoyed it. Uh, but I wasn't photographing a game or anything. And also sports photography is not really my thing. As far as I'm mm -hmm. concerned, you kind of Yeah, you really Yeah, you kind it. of sit in one spot and then you click, 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 and like try to get the exact right um like body shape and everything. And I don't know. Th that sounded like a Nikon. The Nike the click 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 click. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what do I know? I don't. What's going um, on with you? Or do you want to comment on my baseball? You know, it... Oh, no, okay. This is good. I, what, would I, what would I say about your baseball? I mean, I'm also playing fantastic. tonight. And, yeah. No, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I'm becoming more of a real estate photographer than I've ever before. I think in the last six weeks i've photographed more houses than i did before this year like um you know, you know yeah, i feel like i'm shooting a house every day you know what's funny is that a few of the girls who i'm getting the studio with they've also been shooting a lot of real yeah. estate and i'm just laughing like you people are shooting more real estate photos than you are people who live in the houses you know what i mean is that not kind mm -hmm. of ridiculous mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> you it's don't funny. need photos of your family, but you for sure need photos of the house you're going to live in. <laughs> well, and it's the realtor that hires me to photograph that. the house. I'm right? not stupid. So, but you, have, you, you need to listen to these figures. Like, they're saying that they're getting more money because oh, of the photos. Sure. Like, uh, they're getting more people out. And um, my prices have increased. I, I actually charge about 50 to 60% more mm -hmm. than my competition does, but, um, I have loyal clients and, uh, get new clients and it's actually worth the while. There's a company that does it for $80. They've come, they'll come and photograph your house pretty much any size. They just give you an X amount of photos. So they give you 20 to 22 photos. Um, and, uh, they give you a virtual oh, tour God. as well. I would not be $80. That's so, insane. I don't know how they do it. Um, I don't think they edit them at all, but it, it they're not bad. Like they're better than good enough, you know? So I look at it and I go like, do I need to no. lower my price? Nope. I'll increase <laughs> it. <laughs> and so, um, but um, yeah, no, it was good times. Um, I think I talked about the wedding we brought mm -hmm. Mia to. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, no other wedding until October, believe it or not. So we're taking a little bit more time off, spending some time with the daughters. Mm. I, wanna, I don't mean to pluralize it. Yes, just like uh, purelators. Just the daughter. 
I was just going to say that <laughs> for the pure leaders. Um, and no, just living the dream, uh, having a great time, but, uh, I am finding that I'm running out of time in my day. Like, I feel like I'm working harder now than I ever did before, but, um, Me too. yeah. So I, I know I promised some new developments in episode 49. I'm not ready to talk about <sighs> it yet. Um, but stay tuned. Um, <laughs> it will be fun. Trust me. I will uh, let the cat out of a bag on one mm -hmm. new development. Uh, and it's uh, it's something, it's a program I'm working on. Uh, and it has to do with one-on-one um, -on -one education uh, for people who want to learn uh, how mm -hmm. to take better photos. And it's not necessarily just for professionals, like uh, somebody who is getting into it. But it is open to people of all levels. And it's open to people who want to take better photos with their iPhones. But it's more geared towards people who purchased an SLR and they have no yeah. clue what they're doing. Um, a lot of the a lot of the phone calls I was getting about education had to do with uh, people who actually went through a class. Like uh, I know Henry's put, puts on a class uh, that's SLR specific. But because it, they're not one-on-one, -on -one, uh, they were saying that, you know, they didn't want to ask too many questions or, yeah. the, you know, there was no, nobody, nobody gauged their progress. And so this gave me an idea to pursue it and do kind of one-on-one -on -one teaching. Um, and I really, I really do like it. And we're, we're developing a program that will allow us to offer education one-on-one -on -one to uh, people who want to learn uh, about cameras or how to better their photography to take better photos. But you and I recently talked about um, you you needed a suggestion to, I forget the organization, but you were basically looking oh, right. for a suggestion to outfit like a dozen yeah. cameras or something. And what did I suggest? iPad. iPad. Yeah, because today I would not recommend any point-and-shoot cameras, really, unless you were looking for something waterproof and specific to that. Um, yeah, but has uh, has that come to fruition uh, No, yet? I just Have pass you... along all the recommendations that I got, and then they okay. can deal with it. It's not my project, so. Got it. You were just the Yeah, expert. I was just helping out, being a nice person, <clears throat> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that um nothing wrong with that now i'm gonna ask you a personal uh -oh. question have you been following the photos that i've been sharing on facebook uh, uh specifically on my personal timeline specifically yeah. of mia yes. my little baby and what are your They're thoughts pretty good they are pretty mm -hmm. good don't you think all of those photos have been mm -hmm. taken with an iphone is that the um, so, 7 Plus that you're using now? Yeah. It is. And so when we started this episode, uh, I said I told you that's what I want to talk about is iPhone yep. photography and using the iPhone to take pictures. Ugh. And we said, how about we talk about smartphones? Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't know much about the rest of the smartphones, but I do know a lot about the iPhone itself. And I, have, I can tell you right now that the dual camera mm -hmm. and the 7 Plus is mm -hmm. incredible now we are branded as a photography and business for professional photographers show however 
I have to admit that even as a professional photographer, unless uh, it calls for, and I mean, this, this was always through, through the years of me being a professional photographer, but unless the job called for an SLR, quite often photos that I just needed to take for whatever reason, I took with a point and shoot camera. Um, so whether they were personal photos, like when I went to travel, I never brought a, an SLR, um, unless I was working. So like when we went to India to photograph a wedding, we had an SLR mm-hmm. with us. Uh, but I also took a lot of photos yeah. with my iPhone when yeah. I was there. Um, you know what I mean? So today, uh, my SLR doesn't come out unless it's, unless I'm being paid for it. Like yeah. unless I'm photographing a house. And I have to admit, there was a time where uh, we photographed a house that had a lot of construction going uh, in, in the front. Well, they actually were doing a new driveway. So I photographed the inside and I was supposed to come back the next day. Well, I happened to be driving by later that evening, driving by that house, and I noticed that the crew was gone and everything was done. I took the rest of the photos on, of the exterior with my iPhone. Gasp. The realtor did not know that. Nor did yeah. he care, right? I did, And I mean, he can go out and get an iPhone as well. And as a matter of fact, I actually a lot of times wonder why people don't. Because within the iPhone, you have the mm-hmm. panorama mode. And you can take little short panoramas mm-hmm. that will make it look amazing. Um, now, the lighting, it could be an issue, etc. And you have more uh, more things. But yeah, that's, that's where I'm standing right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean... Technically, we could leave it at that and it'd be just a short episode about take and more pictures with done. your iPhone. But, but in all seriousness, yeah. <laughs> um, I only recently discovered the portrait setting on the iPhone 7 Plus and mm-hmm. I attempt mm-hmm. to use it for absolutely everything now. <laughs> like right? whenever I can. And that's what I was... It's actually yeah. pretty good. I never use the pano mode. So, um, I'm just looking through it now. I never use the time lapse or slow motion. <laughs> pretty much just the portrait option. But you should try it. Um, yeah, pretty much everything yeah. goes in portrait option, unless you need to take a close up of a document or something. Then, you know, whatever. <laughs> just. Um, but there are there are excellent apps that make the iPhone an amazing productivity device. Um, but uh, it's also an amazing mm-hmm. camera and you have the 7 Plus. So that's kind of why I want to talk about it now. This has been in the back of my mind for a very long time, but I wanted to talk to you about this now. <laughs> so earlier when I asked you if you take any photos of the baseball game or whatever, you know, if you needed to take portraits, like if you needed to take action shots, you have a lot of creative control with an SLR. But if somebody just wanted like a team photo or yeah, portraits sure. or whatever, especially... You know what I mean? I I have no idea why I would make an the the huge effort to photograph. So there was SLR. a woman at this tournament this weekend, and they took a picture of each pairing of teams after the game, um, mm-hmm. and she was shooting with an SLR. And I was just thinking, it I would not be doing that. It would be so much easier just to use a phone. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Now, is there any time when you wouldn't use a phone? Like, I'm really curious. Is there is there a time where you're like, no, this has to be... Um, Sometimes when I'm taking product photos. Um, 
but that's because I want them well lit. And by product photos, I mean photos like of my products. That's about it. Okay. If I can use the portrait mode on the so phone, actually... then I will use it. But there are circumstances under which you cannot. So, um, yeah. I mostly do the same. I mostly use my SLRs when I'm getting paid. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's a photographer out there. Her name is Louisa something, like Durr or something, D-R-R. Um, and she's a professional photographer, and she photographs people huh? with an iPhone. Oh, this scares so me. So she recently... She recently photographed Hillary Clinton for the cover of Time magazine mm-hmm. with an iPhone. Yeah, this scares me. Have you have you seen? Uh, no. Uh, oh, actually, actually, it's D O R R, so it's Louisa Dorr. Okay. You haven't seen the uh, the article no. about this. It's pretty sweet. Um, she basically. Well, whatever. Long story short, she was discovered by by somebody on mm-hmm. Instagram, I believe. And uh, I don't know the rest <laughs> of the story. It wasn't really yes. that interesting. Uh, but, uh, but I think it's really cool. I think it's really exciting. What I'm trying to, to do is to kind of raise awareness that a photographer doesn't need to be somebody who's outfitted with an enormous amount of lenses, somebody who's outfitted with, um, you know, the latest full frame camera lens, uh, combo sensor size, ISO brightness, sensitivity, like all of this (laughs) bullshit can really confuse somebody and could really discourage people from entering the field. Um, now mind you, if you, if you enroll into a college course or university course, you know, you can't just enroll with an iPhone. They're going to make you use an SLR and teach you the basics of photography and how to shape light. But at the end of the day, um, you can become a photographer by literally taking the iPhone out of your pocket and going and taking some photos and learning how to properly expose. um, Because essentially there's no major difference between your phone's camera and like an SLR. There is difference in abilities, but at the end of the day, it, it collects light and records it to a sen- to um, a memory mm-hmm. device, right? So why not? What's stopping you? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem so. with people thinking that they need to have all of the latest, greatest equipment. And I think we've been over this over and over and over again, but... Absolutely. And it's kind of, I'm kind of paying homage to that episode because uh, that's exactly where I'm going with it. Like I'm in it now. I use full frame cameras. Um, but for someone starting out, you do not need a full frame camera to be a professional photographer. Um, and you certainly don't need the most expensive equipment just because it's the most expensive equipment that doesn't make it the best equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I use, so the stuff that I post on Instagram, for example, for the most part, the stuff in my timeline, um, are, um, SLR photos, um, uh, with some exceptions, usually photos I take of my desk and stuff are not, um, 
SLR photos. I've just taken them on my phone and some mm -hmm. photos of the animals. And that's usually using the portrait effect because I'm going for a specific look on my Instagram. Um, but all the stuff in my stories are, um, are using my, excuse me, iPhone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you have something to add to that? And well, the, the photos on Instagram that are photographed with an SLR are part of the work yeah. you're doing with your SLR, exactly. right? So you're sharing the photos and that, and that's, that's fantastic. That's what you should do. I remember when people started doing that, I, there was a couple of conversations I had where, uh, the conversations was, were basically going to the side of, well, that's cheating. You're not even, you know, you're taking a, f a photo with an SLR, you're editing it, editing it, and then you're posting it all edited. Well, who yeah. cares? <laughs> I mean, at what point did it become uh, about the process and how you arrived there and not about yep. the content? For me, photography is about beautiful images or, you know, recording images that might might not come off as beautiful. That it might be images of tragedy, but they're great images that tell mm -hmm. a story. And whether it is an iPhone or an iPad or whatever it is, I think it it's better to have the image than it is to talk about the gear that you have getting ready for an image that the opportunity mm -hmm. was missed. So as I look through, as I flip through the covers of these, uh, of the Time Magazine, the first mm -hmm. editions, um, it's, uh, it's various women, various celebrities who have been, who were photographed by uh, Louisa with an iPhone. And they're excellent <laughs> photos. Like if you look through them, I would challenge people with SLRs to photograph photos that look half as good is this like on a web page you know or something I mean? i'm gonna send you a uh okay, a good. link so that you know what i'm talking about yeah and i love doing this live i love not preparing yeah for thanks things. a lot by the way <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all right it's i sent it via iMessage well, i find and, it so uh, funny that she's like crouching why? Oh, it just like the way that she's set up in in the photo of her taking a photo of right, right, Hillary right. Clinton. She looks like she's working with an SLR. Oh no, video. Yeah. Turn off the video. <laughs> but that and she's crouching to get a lower angle. And she absolutely should be crouching, you know. I mean, how else do you get a lower angle? Okay, you can bring the phone down, but um she's really into it, right? Like she she's taking yep. it seriously and i think it's awesome i think it's really amazing so um in the story that i sent to you there is a picture of her taking a photo of uh, oprah and there's an assistant uh standing off to the right with mm -hmm. a reflector so the rules don't change right you still need to be in a position to either control light or have beautiful light if it's uh, overcast and you don't need anything else, great. But if you can add a little bit of uh, kicker or add a little bit of fill through use of a uh, mm -hmm. reflector, why not, right? It's The tools are there for you, and now you have another device to record it. What I like about it is that I sometimes now, I've been taking more photos for fun lately. Mm -hmm. Um, which is something I haven't done since probably early 2000s. Like I'm talking 2004-ish. 
2005 even. Um, so like 12 years ago, I kind of stopped photographing for fun because uh, photography has become my job. Um, when I was in college, I remember uh, getting in the car with a friend and we would pack a four by five camera, like a view camera shooting film. And we would just drive down the road until we saw something really cool and pull over and photograph it. Um, make special trips. Like it was, it was a ton of fun today. I don't even dream about doing that. Now priorities have changed and my, you know, things are more expensive. Gas is a lot more expensive than it was. And at the end of the day, I realized I'm not doing anything with these photos. So I would rather spend time with my yeah. wife and my baby. But now having the iPhone, I will actually, you know, if we go for a walk and I see something really cool, I will actually take it out and I'll take a couple of photos of it because it's not like a really cool challenge or any, and it's not something I would do even if I had an SLR in the back of my car. So, you know, if I was driving, I wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to pull over, take my camera out, set it all up mm -hmm. and take a picture. I, it, it's not for me. It's just not, no, not at all. And so what the iPhone has allowed me to do is actually to have a lot of fun with it now. You know, I actually have fun taking photos. But on Facebook uh, and on Instagram, any photos that we share of Mia have all been photographed with uh, the iPhone 7, a lot of times in portrait mode. Now, Hannah uses a couple of other pieces of software to edit on the iPhone or the mm -hmm. iPad Pro that uh, I just got her. Uh, and with the iPad Pro and the pencil, um, the Apple Pencil, she she's like, I'm loving this. I'm I don't want to edit on a computer yeah. ever again. And so we we've just ordered a dongle to be able to download photos to the iPad Pro, in order to be able to go through them, call them, and use uh, Photoshop uh, or Lightroom mm -hmm. to actually edit the, cool. these photos. And uh, a lot of these apps allow you to edit <laughs> raw photos. So. Um, we're slowly migrating to uh, change our workflow over to the mobile environment, yeah. so to speak. You know, not that not that the uh, computer, like the laptop's not a mobile, but you know, think about it. Like we by next year, we may be editing everything on the iPad. It's Pro. funny that you say that because I had all of my proofing software on my iPad, and I have just moved it back over to my laptop because it was not <laughs> working for me on the iPad. <clears throat> okay. It was just so finicky and like it wouldn't do what I wanted. And then I'd be sitting in front of my clients like, oh, just give me 10 minutes because this isn't going to work the way I want it to. <laughs> Maybe your iPad's That's too That's possible. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, uh, Hannah's not here, so I'm going to talk freely about it. But I just dropped $1,400 after her <laughs> like employee discounts even uh, just for her to yeah. be able to do it. But it was also a little bit of like an anniversary gift. Yeah. And um, so I I spoil her. Mm -hmm. I don't mind uh, <laughs> spending the money. But I'm also a firm believer into embracing new technology. Um, like when I was uh, teaching and back in 2007, when Facebook became really popular, uh, my colleagues were all complaining about students using Facebook <laughs> in class. Yep. Whereas I decided wait a minute, there's got to be a way to do something about it. And I mean, I embraced it. I was, uh, I remember sitting down in a meeting with the, um, with the Dean and she said, how do you plan to deal with people using Facebook in your class? And this was probably like 
a year or two after Facebook really, really kind of blew up. So like 08, mm-hmm. 09. And I said, I don't, I'm embracing it. I have all my class notes on <laughs> Facebook, like in groups. Back then there was no pages, but uh, but groups were really awesome. Uh, and And that's what I told her. I'm like, I'm planning to embrace it and roll with it. Like you need to kind of quit trying to penalize people for, you know, doing things. You you need to kind of keep an eye on, on what's happening. So I know, I know we're kind of getting a little bit off topic um, and talking about other things, but I decided to uh, rather, I wanted to do this because I wanted to get a little bit of feedback from you, Sophia. Would no. you ever consider taking photos <laughs> with an iPhone at a wedding? Um, well, I have. Not a whole yeah, wedding. I have used my iPhone at a wedding for my purposes. So when I do those videos and everything, I shoot them on my iPhone. And when I do like video testimonials of my clients, I'm not setting up a tripod and, you know, plugging in my lav mic and <clears throat> using that with them. So I use my, my iPhone for that stuff. And I take pictures of the back of my camera and post those on Instagram and everything. But at this point, I wouldn't use my iPhone at a wedding, I don't think. Okay. At this point. <laughs> I. At all? Like not even for fun? Well, I just said that just I to use, ca- to, to use try, it for Instagram. Like I don't mean for fun, but <laughs> to not Instagram, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, <laughs> if I, I want to do mm-hmm. more with it. Um, but I don't know how the client would feel about it. Like if, uh, let's say I'm photographing portraits and one of the really fun things we like to do is, uh, one of us will grab like a bridal party. Like if, if the bride and groom are being photographed and the bridal party's with us, one of us will grab the bridal party and kind of shoot some individual portraits and we'll, we'll have some fun and goofy things. And sometimes it's just a simple kind of like head on shot. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm liking more and more of going out, uh, mm-hmm. on my own and doing this and just having like a technical assistant, uh, just somebody who kind of gets me moves things, yeah. helps me move things, helps me get a lens or whatever. So not, not necessarily somebody who's doing yeah. the shooting either. Cause a lot of times you just kind of rely on them for, too much and Mm -hmm. get disappointed um but if they had an iphone and i said you know go get some individual shots with the iphone like it's really kind of hard to screw up um but how do you think the bridal party would feel about that i really don't think that they would care but at the same time i'm wondering if it would raise an issue and they'd be like really your assistant shooting with an iphone like, what do you think? Do you think your customers expect you to show up with the best professional yeah. equipment? Or do you, yeah. yeah, right. Or do you think that would be smart enough to be like, well, it's all about the image. Well, what do, I what think do I care what you shoot it on? My clients wouldn't necessarily have a problem. It would be the people watching them and it's the people watching that I want to impress. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I have to admit that that, uh, I've had photos that were shot with the iPhone 6 Plus Mm -hmm. on our Facebook and our Mm -hmm. website, and people had no idea. Oh, I believe Um, that. (laughs) We, uh, especially in church, I love the pano mode so much because it's sometimes easier for me to whip out my phone and just Mm -hmm. do a pano 
than to actually go get, you know, get the 14 millimeter lens, put it on the body and then start taking photos of it. And then when I'm done, take the lens off, put it away, put the 85 on or whatever I happen to be shooting with at the moment. Um, I find it just super convenient to grab the phone and do a quick pano and be like, yeah, this is great. I'm done. Hmm. So, yeah. It's an interesting but, idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and the reason why I recommended iPads uh, for mm-hmm. uh, your people, uh, when you had asked me, was because uh, it's it, the new iPad mini 2 or whatever it is at the, uh, at the time of the recording, it actually has a pretty decent camera. And the benefit of that is if you're somebody who doesn't really have a computer, the iPad has so many different uh, apps available that you can actually not just store, but also edit and share photos all on the same device. Right. And you, when you reached out, just to be fair, you didn't reach out about SLRs, you reached out about point and shoots. So that's what I'm kind of trying to do is replace the point and shoot with, uh, with the iPhone. So, um, I know you weren't really prepared for this episode. (laughs) Uh, so a lot of it, uh, is kind of coming off uh, the back of your head, but, um, I really think, uh, I really kind of want to challenge you, Sophia, to take more photos with your iPhone in portrait mode, especially during a photo shoot. So like if a family hires you and says, hey, we want you to do our, our photos, um, whip out your phone before you start shooting and say, hey, I'm just going to grab some with my iPhone for mm-hmm. Instagram, but actually take a few photos mm-hmm. like for real, like that you may potentially use and just uh sneak them in <laughs> sneak them into their their photos and see what they say i guarantee you you're going to have people come back and be like oh my god we love this <laughs> it's so good <laughs> cuz uh, we've we've been trying that especially the the last wedding like mm-hmm. that i told you about we actually did a little bit of a shoot with the iphone and it was a good time i think what we what we're forgetting is that we're comparing these things to just kind of a, a layman, like a random person uh, using a device like that. Somebody who doesn't know about composition or cropping or, you know, rule of thirds or whatever layout uh, and even lighting, because you you're kind of blessed with the fact that you have a really nice screen and live view in front of you. So... Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? I don't right? know, Petro. I do not um, know. Yeah, yeah. Do you use Live View? Uh, not very camera? often during, no. during photo shoots. I live on Live View lately. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I kind of want to mention is um, I noticed that when I was photographing with an assistant who was like four foot eleven or five feet, like she was mm-hmm. barely five feet that a lot of her photos looked really, really cool. They looked really different. There was something about her photos that just had a different perspective. And she didn't shoot any differently. It just happened to be the fact that she was a foot mm-hmm. lower than me. So where, and she had that kind of natural bend too, right? So when she bent down, like her camera level was at around four feet. Whereas when I would photograph, my camera level was at about five and a half feet or higher, right? Based on where I was holding it to my eye. And believe it or not, that like foot, foot and a half difference actually made the perspective completely different. Um, and so what I started doing is I started turning on live view and well, first of all, I started bending over a lot more and then I realized I hate it. I hate it. Like this, this sucks. So I started turning on live view and actually photographing sort of from the hip. 
um, and still just just watching the live view in order to compose. And I'm telling you, I'm liking yeah. it better. Uh, Ten years ago, when live view first started hitting the professional market, I've had people call me out on it um, and said like. Professional photographers don't use live view. It's so ghetto. Today, not a single person even noticed. Yeah, that. I think my only issue with using it is that it's not practical for the way that I hold the camera. So for the equipment that I'm using, um, it's awkward. I sort of... Right. And that has to do like with your spider No, my lens just... is just heavy to hold it out for my body. So it's easier to just <laughs> uh, right. use my head as a prop to hold the camera up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would use it. And Your head is kind of like the tripod. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I would use it and I use it under certain circumstances, mostly video. Um, but yeah. But you kind of have yeah. to with video because it automatically turns it into a, yeah. So I had somebody actually ask me, I said, they said, why can't I use the viewfinder to shoot video? And I had uh -oh. to explain to them how the SLR uh -oh. worked. I'm serious. Oh no. Like, well. <laughs> The light has to come through the lens and go into oh, your sensor. No. <laughs> like when you take a picture, the mirror gets out of the way. And was this it was a really long conversation. in um, a photography program at any point? It was during oh, their time no. in a photography point, yeah. <laughs> was yeah, this before yeah. the conversation yeah. on what an SLR is? <laughs> you know what? I will... <laughs> just leave it at that it was yeah it was fairly recent and um it was one of my biggest problems it still is one of my biggest problems with uh with the photo with the way that a lot of colleges uh approach the enrollments of students mm -hmm. um it's all about money what <laughs> so when you yeah when Surprise. you when you basically flash your dollar bills, you're kind of, you're, you're bound to be, okay. There are some programs that require you to show a portfolio and majority of the others don't. They literally train new photographers. They don't take people who are in photography and, you know, try to make them better. Um, they train new ones. And so as a result, anybody can, anybody who's qualified can enroll into the photography courses. Um, the reason why a lot of people take photography is because, especially when they're really young, their parents are making them go do something. Their parents are literally saying, you got to get out of the house. You got to, you're going to college. You took a year off. That's it. You know, we're going to pay for your education. You just got to go somewhere. And so a lot of people go, well, I'm just going to take photography because mm -hmm. it's yeah. easy and right. But they have no desire to learn about it. They have no desire to actually work. Yeah. With it, they think it's going to be, okay, I'm going to go take pictures, get graded. And then what? <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. And, and then I'll have a job as a high fashion photographer. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I do in my class is uh, I always ask people, uh, tell me who you are. Tell me where you're from. You know, um, the second, uh, tell me why you chose photography. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you here? And uh, lastly, I want to know what your plan is, because in less than two years, you're going to graduate this program. And I want to know what your plan is. I've... They get the first part right. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me who they are and where they're from. The second part is always like, well, I chose photography because I like pictures <laughs> or, you know, 
I like Instagram and I'm on Instagram 24 hours a day and just thought I'd be an Instagram photographer. And these aren't real answers. You, I'm making stuff up. Making do you want to hear my here. answers? Um, yes. And the funny part is you say that usually they get the first question right. But I feel like there's like many uh, ways that I could get the first question wrong at this point. Because like, where are you okay, from? Okay. Um, Owen Sound. But technically, I'm from Meaford. But technically, I'm not from either of those places because that's not where I was born. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Weren't you born in King <laughs> No, Carton? I was born in uh, Midland. Yeah. Midland. Jeez, yeah. I don't and even I know. I lived in Coldwater. I just That's a place. Huh. I live I live near Cold Stream. <laughs> it, that's that's also a place. But, <laughs> but um, anyway, the so but, yeah, my uh, second answer at like now, if I went back to school. So my second answer would be like, um, because I'm good at it, which was um <laughs> Yep. Wasn't that, that the case? That was the real answer when I went to school. <laughs> I was decent okay. at it, right? Like at that point, I was pretty good at it. So I enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and then what do I want to do with it? Uh, I think a realistic answer is I don't know. <laughs> because. I have a feeling that's how you answered those questions. Because I would probably. have asked your class. That might questions. be true. But like, because <laughs> too many people say, oh, I want to shoot fashion. Highly unrealistic. That's 80% yeah. of the people. Um, a few people, I guess, maybe said weddings. I can't picture anyone saying weddings when they... In the in the year? Yeah. In the year of wedding or in the year of uh, first year students, there's usually one person who wants to shoot weddings on average <laughs> yeah. so far. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, what I try to educate and what I try to tell people is that you don't have to be a wedding photographer. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be a photographer who doesn't shoot weddings. You could just be a photographer. Your job could be to capture images and you could be picky as hell on what jobs you take. So if somebody comes to you and says, I have a German shepherd. He's two years old. He's a great boy. I can tell him to sit and he sits. Would you like to take photos? You can say yes. Or you can say, no, I don't want to shoot dogs. Thanks for coming. Same thing with weddings. You don't have to shoot weddings and vice versa. Did you just burp? Um, you... Nope. Hmm. Although I do realize that my oh, chair okay. sounded like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and I, and I do know why you're yes. asking, uh, because before we started this podcast for all of those people who are listening, I was like, Sophia, you're not allowed to yawn. You're not allowed to burp <laughs> and you're not allowed to complain today. <laughs> Wait, do I normally complain um, on this show? Only when we record after four o'clock. Yeah, which and it happens. To by be the way, right now. I do have to wrap this up shortly, and I'm going to let you guess why. <laughs> Go ahead, baseball. Guess. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, you have lost your train yeah, of thought. So. Thank you so much. Uh, here. Of course, the chair makes clicking noises now, but not burping noises. Um, yeah, thank you for You're making welcome. me lose my train of thought. But I will say <laughs> that 80% of the people say um, that they want to shoot uh, yeah. fashion. 19% will say that they want to shoot for National Geographic. 
and the other people say that uh, they either don't know or they want to shoot wedding. Yeah, weddings. Yeah. So I think I think wedding photographer has been really kind of um, put into the a bad light because there's nothing wrong with being a wedding photographer. Like it's cool to shoot weddings. You could be a cool photographer. I don't think people realize that until they get Um, into shooting weddings and then they find photographers and they're like, Oh my God, like celebrity wedding photographer. And by celebrity wedding photographer, I mean the photographer, not the, the photographer, (laughs) not the people they photograph. Yeah. No, it's still to this day. I will show up at weddings where people find people will come up to me and be like, uh, oh my gosh, I follow you on Instagram or I follow you on Facebook or, and, and I'm like a stalker. Did moment, I tell you about ooh, one of my hey. favorite, favorite clients ever? <laughs> um, you should. So Amy and Tom, they got married last year and they're so lovely. <laughs> but anyway, and you've probably seen my photos of Gus the pug um, on Instagram and stuff because I've photographed him too. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. they're, they're pug. Anyway, um, so they saw me at a restaurant around here once. And I guess I must have made like a funny face at them or something. But anyway, for our consultation, they're like, we have to admit something. We saw you at Shorty's. And I was like, that's Sophia Lemon. That's the girl I want to photograph our wedding. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you did tell me this. That's this is cute. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> At that point, I don't think I had like that's any cool. pictures of myself anywhere. So I'm surprised that they, they like, that's some serious like potential stalking going on there. <laughs> yeah. But wait, did they, did you end up shooting their wedding? I did. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Do you think he, pro- wait, okay. Were they already engaged? So apparently she had been following my photos for like. A couple years and she would just like drop hints at him she'd be like look at this that's and yeah. then he finally proposed <laughs> this is what we're doing <laughs> okay, when we woman, get married I get it. <laughs> yeah i i honestly this is yeah this is true there's uh guys out there who are listening to this podcast when you when your partner and and, and girls too but i find it when when guys and girls are a couple and they're together, it's usually the girl that drops these hands. Oh yeah, for sure. But when the girl says things like when we're married yeah. or when we get married, that's like her proposing yeah, to you. Yeah, you better ask her at that point. So, so you better ask her at that point and be, even if you be, yeah, please don't do this. So do you, do you want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the cat's out of the bag, just so you know. So, uh, to get back to topic oh, right, uh, a what? little bit, uh, wh- why I want to talk about, uh, the photography with the iPhone is, uh, basically to kind of raise awareness that, uh, as photographers, we shouldn't discriminate, uh, on a, based on equipment, you should be able to grab almost anything that has a camera and be able to expose uh, frames and, uh, get usable photos. Uh, the iPhone seven plus, uh, which, Ironically enough, tomorrow, uh, when this episode airs, actually, will be after the announcements that are coming from Apple. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, September 12th, is going to be the announcement date from Apple. And they're supposedly rumored to be dropping the iPhone 8. Dang it! Which I'm expecting to be... No! (laughs) (laughs) 
I did tell you to wait, but hey. you know, um, because then you're just waiting forever because there's always going to be a new phone. That's right. Life, at the end of the day, you're right. Life is too short. Enjoy oh, every moment of it because you don't know what's going to happen. Stupid tomorrow. Apple. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the device that they're going to release is probably going to be even be- better than. Oh, the duh. Like, I'm, sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm expecting like next really level shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, what I'm going to say is, uh, if you if you're out there and you're complaining that you know you're not taking enough photos, your SLR is too big, um, and you need a new device, get the new iPhone, get an iPhone, and get out there and start shooting. What I always say is that you taking photos of of anything you you basically practicing photography is bound to make you a better photographer because the more photos i took of people the better i got at composition and the better i got at directing them and so what better way could you have than to grab somebody if you if you wanted to photograph fashion for example grab somebody and and just work on poses with them with just with your iphone and then later you can both look at them right there, right on the screen, you know. Um, you can share it on Instagram too, <laughs> right away. Uh, so there is the right tool for the job. If you are required to photograph something for a client and you need to reach for an SLR, by all means. But um, it's okay to be a professional photographer and take take photos with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Right, especially since we just learned from Time Magazine and Louisa Louisa Door. Yes. Yeah, her name is Door. Pretty sure. So. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? I just want to remind people that they can get a copy of my Picture Perfect guide at PicturePerfect.guide. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still working on the colossal update to it. Um, but it's going to be super awesome when it's done. There's going to be a wicked um, email series that goes along with the guide. And it just looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about it. Um, but if you go nice. and you get a copy now, then you will be notified when the new one is available. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. And uh, when you get a chance and you can put your iPhone down for a minute, um, get over to iTunes. Actually, you could use your iPhone. Mm-hmm to go to the podcast mm-hmm. app and give us a five-star rating and yep. give us some feedback and say, hey, we love you. Uh, or I love you. I love you, everybody. And um, we want to hear from you. And you also have a chance to win one of our Aardvark prints. We're giving away five of them. Uh, once we reach 50, where you're going to get a, entered into a draw. And that's a really good chance of going home with an Aardvark print. Um <laughs> I'm going to... So you have a really good chance of going home with an aardvark. That sounds weird, but awesome. Print. Print. Aardvark. Um, I'm, I'm going to share... I'm, I'm going to uh, bump it up to... I'm going to decide on the size. It's going to be a 16 by 24 inch print. Whoa. So it's actually a significant image. Yeah, it's a significant <laughs> size image. Um, and uh, yeah, so thank you for doing that. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, please do subscribe. You can find the show notes for the episode on the doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 51 and join the conversation on Facebook in the Double Exposure Show group. 
also tell your friends share the double exposure show double page. exposure show <laughs> i love it when that happens <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's after five uh, my body's like literally we should just shutting call down. it the double exposure show that'll be it there's a double exposure <laughs> show so thanks for joining us until next time okay bye <laughs>